All right. Three, two, one. Shitty relationship advice corner. Ooh. Don't follow it. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Interstate Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, a.k.a. K-Slugs. My name is Peter, a.k.a. Duo For Real, and I'm also your host. So as you guys already know, you're, you've been with us for two seasons now. Uh, this is where we like to rate and discuss some of our favorite video games, uh, like Link to the Past, or Mario Kart 64, or Star Fox 64. You know, we've got all of your favorites here, or... We will, at least, in the future. Literally everyone's favorite games ever. <laughs> yeah. All in this podcast. We call it season two. It's really more like season two million because of just how many episodes we've <laughs> we've done spiritually, you know, encompassing everyone's favorite games. Uh, we're really getting pretty metaphysical here. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that our, our podcast is kind of like a mind empire sort of thing. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> in all... Uh, realness here we we uh we've done 11 <laughs> episodes <laughs> well we've done 11 reviews i think we did a bonus episode or two um but you already know that by now anyway we've got an exciting new game for you this week a more modern game than most games that we rate that's true this is only our second modern game the first one after stardew valley that we closed out season one with this game came out in 2015, uh, still popular today. You can find it on Xbox, Switch, PS4, uh, PC, probably some other shit that I'm forgetting. <laughs> this game took car-powered soccer to a whole new level, and you all know it as Rocket League. Hell yeah, this game's a lot of fun to play. Um, if you've never played, essentially this game is just soccer with really super fast, high-flying air acrobatic cars um with speed boosts that's true uh, yeah you could like fly on wall or drive on walls fly through the air and do like double jump flips with different angles it's really interesting yeah actually the the prequel to this game which not too many people know about i don't think was called supersonic acrobatic rocket powered battle cars <laughs> which was released for the ps3 in 2008 i think i think it was a download only title wow uh hard to imagine why that game didn't get too much traction like if you see a name like that you're like pfft pass yeah wow i yeah i honestly can't believe that was their title i i will say kudos on the uh the the new name for the sequel i i dig it yeah they struggled i think yeah so this game was developed by psionics who has actually done some pretty impressive developing for uh triple a games like mass effects two or three i think was one of them as well as a couple others i'm forgetting um but Rocket League and the prequel were kind of their passion projects that they were doing just for their own sake. And uh, they really just hit it out of the park with Rocket League, I think. Uh, we both like this game a lot. And I'm happy to get into the details. Kev, are you ready? Yeah, dude. Let's get into those gameplays. Gameplays. Anyway, yeah, let's get, let's jump right into the breakdown, man. And starting off with gameplay, I'll, I'll take us off from here. Um... So, I want to first talk about the floaty physics of this game. It simultaneously feels weird and kind of natural at the same time to me. Which like is, some other things. Yeah. Like, it's very weird for me to say <laughs> even that, but like, it, it feels odd to play, but also natural at the same time. And I'll kind of explain why. So, I think it's weird because the floatiness of the ball can like dramatically affect the pace of the game. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's, since it's so floaty, it's almost like a beach ball, and it can kind of slow the pace down a little bit because you're in these really super fast cars, right? You're like high flying, you've got boosts, you're doing flips, and this ball is just like bouncing like super slow as all get out. And you think this would be uh, a little problem, or problem, I don't know how to say it, troublesome, problemsome? Problematic. Problematic, there you go. Um, yeah, the ball moves very slowly unless you hit the ball with your car. Then the ball will take off depending upon how fast you hit it or what angle you hit it at. Um, that being said, it doesn't really move as fast as you think it would. Um, so it's very weird in that sense, but it still feels, when you hit the ball, it still feels like it goes like it should. Like the trajectory is um, 
it's right. It, it just feels good when you hit the ball. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how else to say it like that, but like you could do like flips into the ball and like make it go like different angles at different speeds. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the first thing I wanted to point out. I just wanted to see what thoughts you had on that. Yeah, well, that was pretty much the first thing that I had on my plate to talk about as well. Um, certainly, the physics are tricky to get used to, but once you get used to it, I think everything feels fluid. And I think what helps is that there aren't that many controls. Like, you can uh, jump, and you can kind of double jump, which will do a flip, and you can do that in a few different directions. You have your booster, of course, which you can collect boosts, uh, or boost fuel, rather, from around the stage, and then press one of the buttons to do that. Um, you can kind of drift or like do an e-brake sort of slide, which is useful at certain moments. You can go in reverse. Actually, I think you can go in reverse pretty much as fast as you can uh, forwards, which is pretty funny sometimes. Hmm. Um, but really, like those are kind of all of the controls. Also, some camera controls. Your camera can either lock on to the ball or it can just look straight in front of you. And I think both of those are useful for different situations. Yeah. But um, overall, you have fairly simple controls, which is good because that gives you enough brain power, I guess, to... Uh, to start learning the physics and internalizing everything. And also the mechanics. Like, there's not a bunch of crazy things like power-ups. Uh, not in the main mode of the game, anyway. So, even though the physics are difficult to get used to at first, there's definitely a learning curve, but you can kind of focus on that as you play and increase your skill. Yeah, I agree. Uh, very simplistic in its design, and that kind of makes it easier to uh, not have any major issues. Um that being said, you can like, there are some crazy like competitive strats and uh, <laughs> like you, you could get like, it's not very strategic per se. Like you wouldn't say this game's like super in depth. And that's kind of one of the criticisms I have of the gameplay is that uh, you'd think, you know, adding all this, all these dimensions to soccer would make it more in depth and strategic. And to me, at least, it still feels like watered down soccer a little bit because you can't do all the minute movements that you can in soccer um that being said it's still really fun um but i do think it's watered down a little bit and in because of that i think it gets very repetitive and stale um there's a lot of situations that kind of repeat themselves within the game like right you'll you'll see the ball like fly up along the wall close to your goal and you're like oh i've seen this a million times i know exactly what to do (laughs) so yeah so it, it kind of is very, it is very simplistic in its design, which can be good in some ways, but and then others like not so good. Um, I kind of get bored. I don't think it's a game you can really binge all day. Um, there's just not enough variables that happen to it. So it's very interesting for sure. I would say that um, this kind of goes back a little bit to your point about all the competitive tactics. Um, I don't know too much about competitive Rocket League. It does exist, though, and it is pretty big from what I've seen. But uh, one of the main tactics that I've seen, or maybe not tactics, but techniques would be a better word, is uh, using your boost in the air and kind of piloting your car in the air. That's something that's pretty difficult to get the hang of, and I've, I've played the game on and off for a couple years now, and I'm still not very good at that. Um, then again, I haven't like practiced, per se. But um, I think that learning that particular maneuver can open up a lot of... Uh, opportunities for you it's not adding a whole ton of depth to the game but the fact that there is like a skill ceiling you can work towards i think helps the game and helps the longevity yeah that is that sort of that technical skill there is a lot of technical skill uh to it in fact in preparation for this podcast i tried to go out of my way to learn some of these moves and stuff like that um there's some and this is something I didn't write down in my notes, but it's really important to, I think, mention. There's a training mode where you can do like custom training uh, stuff. So, like, people can make, like, uh, what do you, what would you call them? Workout, like, not workouts, but like regiments. Scenarios. Or, scenarios, yeah. To where you can, like, you could practice your dribbling or, like, there's one where you practice, you know, your air dribbles or just crazy things like that. Um, and you could practice all this stuff. So I went to that game mode, and it, it was very beneficial. I really started to learn how to hit the ball in certain situations. Um, and I did get very good at the uh, the aerial hits and uh, aerial movement. Well, I didn't get good at it. That, that's a very big understatement. I got better <laughs> at it. So like, there is a there's definitely a lot of tech skill that you can learn. 
Um, and it and it does add to the game. But then once you gain that skill, you move up to the big boys, and they know how to do all that stuff, and it just starts to get really crazy from there. So um, there is, there is it does kind of open it up a little bit more. But I, I would say for the casual player, um, it's it is very basic in its design. But you can you can make it what you want, right? And that's kind of the beauty of it. Further along that train of thought, there is also the uh, the online play. Of course, they have it separated into sort of the casual matches and also the ranked matches. So you can kind of go for whichever atmosphere you want. I personally have never gone to the competitive because I've just had a bunch of fun in the casual, and I never felt like I needed anything more personally. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm not good enough probably to hang with <laughs> with anybody in the competitive sphere. But I think that speaks to your point of you being able to make it what you want. Like, uh, you know, how, how am I feeling today? Am I feeling like stunting on some noobs? And if I'm a really <laughs> good player, then yeah, I can go into the casual and just kind of, you know, spam what a save in the chat or do whatever. And then if you <laughs> feel like turning it up and be in serious mode, you can do that as well. So I think that that flexibility is important and is uh, beneficial. For sure. Uh, especially when you're playing with your friends online. Like It, it won't let you uh, play competitive if you're like three ranks above your any of your partners. I think that's what it was. It's around there. So it, yeah, it, it they really do a good job of like keeping it competitive and keeping the integrity of the uh, competitive play. So I, I really I really uh, appreciate that. And most of the people that play it, especially in competitive mode, uh, they won't shut off their console even if like you know they might think you suck or your teammates suck, which you will get a lot of kind of toxic chat. Um, with that, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, the community is really good about not quitting out in competitive play. Now, in casual play, they'll just quit out willy nilly because you'll get uh, replaced by uh, a computer. So, I, I do think the online play is very solid. Overall, the gameplay itself is very solid in its design. There's no like big glitches or errors that I found that was just like, this is stupid or this sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to touch on if if I could shift gears just a little bit, no pun intended, to uh, the modes. I just want to talk about them real briefly. Um, yeah, there's just there's basketball, hockey, and even like a a mode where you can get like special items and powers. Um, that one is the best alternative mode, I would say. But overall, I don't think any of these modes really grab a lot of attention away from the main mode, which is just straight up soccer. Um, S O C C A R, soccer, <laughs> as they might call it. I'm not too compelled by the extra modes either. I do think that of the ones that I would play with any sort of frequency, I think that um, yeah, item mode would be the mode that I enjoy the most. But it still, to me, at least feels more random. N- not like you getting the items, but. A- but the situations in which you can use items, like the strategy feels a little more random to me than say something like Mario Kart, um, where like you know exactly when to use each item if you played the game enough. But then also I haven't played item mode very much, so I'm probably not like an expert at it. <laughs> I'm sure that colors my perspective. Yeah, and I kinda agree with you on that. That kind of uh speaks to that game mode's design and Mario Kart's design, right? Yeah. I feel like in Mario Kart, it's very obvious what you've got and what to do with it after just a few uses. Um, in Rocket League, when you're playing in that mode, it's like, I don't really understand how this <laughs> item works, per se. But, uh, I mean, some of them are pretty obvious, like you switch places with another person. But it's kind of hard to see like the benefits of each item at certain points. Um, so I think the items definitely were a little bit were a lot better in Mario Kart for its structure, but it also Mario Kart also depends on those items more than Rocket League does. Yeah, in fact, I was reading a little bit about the dev history, and Rocket League originally did have the items as part of the main mode, but they felt it they felt them to be too distracting, um, which I think was the right call by a million miles. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> like too. This game would not be nearly as good if you had items all the time, um, but it is fun to play with and. Uh, and the things like the basketball and the hockey, they're fun too. They're they're diversions, I would say, but diversions can be fun. You know, that's why they're there. Yeah. Overall, though, I would say for the gameplay, it's really fun to just pick up and play, even if it is like something you can't just binge. 
Um, it's really fun to just play with your friends. You can play in tournaments. You can like try to rank up with your friends. It's really cool in that aspect. Um, so I think it's really solid. Uh, the what I have most fun doing in this game is just kind of driving around with the cars, and uh, what we'll talk about later is get unlocking the cosmetics. Um, I think if I had to pinpoint one thing about the gameplay and what it does really well at is just feeling good when you play it. Yeah, I would agree. It certainly has an addictive quality to it, and the game moves along pretty quickly too. Like matches are only five minutes, you know, excluding any overtime. Um, so you're always you're always playing different people. You're always getting goals or getting scored on, <laughs> whichever <laughs> whichever makes sense with your skill level. And uh, yeah, it keeps keeps it going and it keeps rewarding you uh, many times with different items. Yeah. So yeah, it's certainly got that addictive quality to it. And, and I agree this the strength of it. I I've played for several hours at a time in the past, not maybe more than like three. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a pick up and play sort of thing. And that's, that's its strength and it knows that's its strength and it does it really well. Yeah. You kind of reminded me of a cool little fact of the game It's like when you're waiting for a, a new match, uh, even though they don't take a very long time between matches while you're waiting for a new match, you can do anything you want in the menus. You can navigate anywhere and it will still look for that match for you. So I thought that was a really nice aspect to it. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Well, that about does it for me on gameplay, man. How about you? Same here, dude. Sick, sick. Well, now we move on to everyone's favorite section. Well, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Oh, gotta shoot. Gotta give the rating. I gotta give the rating. Oh, where? <laughs> Getting ahead of myself. Okay, so what did you give for gameplay, young Pete boy? I gave it a fat, fresh, hot, Cold, nine T, nine T. Wow, wow. We actually differ pretty. Uh, actually, we differ a lot on this one. I gave gameplay an eighty three. Yeah, that's not a that's not a gigantic difference. I thought you were gonna say like seventy eight or something. Yeah, you're, you're yeah you're right. I guess it's not like drastically different. But I was surprised to hear that you said ninety. So that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, I I think. I think the the gameplay is what makes the game. I think that's what makes it so good. Um, we'll get to the other ratings in a bit, but I think that in the context of everything, I think that both of our scores make sense, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my ideology behind it was it doesn't like wow me, and like I enjoy playing it, but it kind of gets old on me real quick. And the things I enjoy about the game, I guess, is more. Uh, content and aesthetics. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyway. Yeah. Time to move on to aesthetics. Aesthetics. So, uh, young Pete Boy, why don't you open up with visuals for us? Sure thing, old Kev man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so visuals, I think, is one of the strongest suits of this game. And from what I've seen on the internet, a lot of critics agree. Um, it has... It has really nicely detailed graphics, like the models of the cars themselves have touches like the undercarriages, if that is the term. I'm not really good with car anatomy. <laughs> um, the environments are really colorful. There's a bunch of different stages um, in different environments. Like you have a train station, you have a farm kind of thing, you have a wasteland, you have a underwater area. Um, but everything's also kind of cartoony. Like it's not trying to be hyper realistic. Um, everything is detailed, of course, and they have like really great lighting and all that. But it's it's done in this still kind of cartoony way that I think will probably age well uh, over time as the years go on, because um, it's not trying to be hyper realistic all the time. But it's definitely a pleasure to look at. What do you think? I definitely agree with you. Um, in fact, since the developers are still continually working on this game, I think it will, in fact, continue to look and feel good. Um, and the moment that it doesn't, I think they will come out with another uh, sequel to it. So I think that's uh, a good point that you mentioned. It, it does look very good. When ranking a modern day game in terms of visuals, I would say you have to be like very careful and consider where graphics are at today and how the game stacks up against current games. Um, and even if you consider all of this, this game still does a really good job of looking good aesthetically. Um, yeah. The car models look very good. They're really fun to customize. All the things you can do, like it's a really big strength of this game is how well it looks and how well it feels and plays. Um, I think, I think it, I think it looks really good. Um, 
customization is a really big thing too. Ooh, it is like the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like so it's kind of hard not to talk about uh we'll talk about this in content a little bit more in depth. But I think it it can go in visuals to say that there's something to be said that you can make the car or the game even look and feel how you want it to. You when you score a goal, you can there's even like custom like uh I don't know, celebrations almost when you score a goal. Goal explosions. Yeah, goal explosions that you can customize. There's a lot of different things you can customize. And I don't know, the game just, it it does have that very modern day look, but it's still, like you said, cartoony. And it's very high quality, very well done. Car models are amazing. It's really fun to just pick and choose different combinations of things and make them all look good and like, even the paint on some of the cars are like animated, right? Yeah. So like they have you, a yeah animated decals, which is really cool. Yeah, I thought that's super awesome. I I equate it to like playing sports or working out, where you get like some some swag to, to work out <laughs> with. You know what I'm talking about? Like you get something yeah. that just really stands out or flashes, like some new shoes, some new kicks, as the kids might call it. And uh yeah, you you can make your car stand out just like that. It's really cool. I I love that they have that quality to it, and it makes the game. It makes you excited when you unlock a new cosmetic because you're like, man, I wonder what I got. I wonder what I could do to add to my car or to my setup. It's really cool, and uh, you can you have a. We didn't mention this yet, but there's basically the teams are divided into two teams: blue and orange, or right, right, blue and orange. And so they have slight variations of that. So you can be green or blue, and you can be orange or yellow, and I think even red. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. So um, there's you can like customize your blue car or your orange car, and you can make different variations of that. And you can have like different loadouts for each. And I just learned that there's presets. I don't know why I'd never found that feature. <laughs> But there's presets, and it's like, oh, thank God there's presets, because I got tired of changing my car. So uh, I think that's really cool. There's definitely a lot to be said about the uh, visuals of this game. This kind of goes back to the cartoony aesthetic, but um, the variety of stuff you can unlock, and again, we'll get to this in content, I'm sure, but just the sheer amount of like hats you can put on your car, and the, the wheels, and the, what else, flags, and the, the trails that the rocket boost leaves... All that stuff, there's kind of a, a range of like moods, so to speak, that that stuff covers. For example, if you want to have a car that's like red with a black stripe and has like a flaming nitrous sort of uh, rocket boost animation, like you can have like your little mean machine, if you will. And then <laughs> on the flip side, you can have like a Rick and Morty uh, hat on your car, and your car can have like flowers on it and can have like a rainbow, like, ah, sort of boost sound. Like, it, you know, you, you can be really serious with it. Well, in the cartoony context, or you can just go like full, uh, I don't know what the word would be. Yeah, you can be like serious mode or you can be goofy mode Yeah, and everything in between. And I think that's really cool, like depending on, again, what mood you're in. You're like, oh, I feel like kicking ass and like being cool. Like, yeah, I'm going to like, you know, basically what I just said. But uh, yeah, the, the sheer amount of stuff in the game enables you to do that. And that's really important, I think. I think so too, man. I definitely agree. Also, the arenas, you already mentioned the arenas. The arenas look good to me, uh, and the menus are very crisp. Like, the UI is very, very on point, in my opinion. Yeah, it can get a little, or actually it can get very small in a two-player split screen, which I don't do too often, but the times that I've done it, I don't know if you've ever done it, but sometimes the menu just doesn't like it very much, and it can get just unreadable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get that, but at the same time, it's nice to have that feature, you know what I mean? Like, if you did want to play... Uh, I think you can do a horizontal and vertical split screen on that game. I'm, I'm really glad they have that option, and I really, I really think it's important to always keep split screen if you can, because it really make like if you're just having a bunch of friends over, um, it really, it's, it really speaks to a game that you could just be like, "Yo, let's play some Rocket League," and they can do it, especially online. So that's really cool. Yeah, I don't have too much more on the visuals, man. My only other point is that from what I've seen and from what other critics have seen, this game seems to always be running at a nice smooth 60 frames per second. Ooh, we do love those 60 FPS. Mm-hmm. I've learned now that like 60 FPS is now like 
the 30 of old. You know what I mean? Like, now people are like, oh, this game only runs at 60 FPS. Dude, I'm pushing 120 on Fortnite. Like, like what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but apparently people are like snobs about it these days. I thought 60 FPS is amazing. But if you tell that to like a PC gamer, they're like, uh, are you kidding me? 60 <laughs> FPS. <laughs> So, you ever see those TVs that are showing sports and it has like the frame interpolation or whatever to where it looks like it's real life but on TV? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's like when their frame rate looks too high on TVs. Yeah, maybe. No, I can't say that I know what you're talking about. Oh. Well, that's something that I see and it kind of has like an unca- uncanny valley sort of effect. So yeah. I don't like that personally. But anyway, this game is a nice, reasonable <laughs> 60 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. Don't get crazy. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's let's uh what did you give the visuals, man? I gave them a 95. 95. Wow, yeah, that's pretty good. I gave them a 90. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I think cool. there the reason why I didn't go too much higher, I, I do want to kind of elaborate on that. And I I do think the game's overall solid and looks good and accomplishes what it needs to do, but there is a simplistic nature to it. Which is why I couldn't like go above and beyond for it. It's like you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, soccer cars. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's your point. But I just feel like the game is just so stylized and does everything so well, and like I, I can't think of anywhere for it to improve. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, let's move on to audio. Um, I'll I'll kick us off on audio. I will say that the audio has some pretty cool third-party tracks. I don't think it's an official soundtrack, at least, because uh, it sounds like just a bunch of different electronic artists coming together and making a dope-ass soundtrack, which is really cool. I like the I like the songs on there. But uh, I think there's something to be said about making an official soundtrack for a game, and I do feel like this game is kind of lacking in that regard. I do feel better about a game if it's been like, all right, we, you have somebody like, it's like, I'm going to make a soundtrack for this game. It's going to feel like Rocket League. It's going to feel like Breath of the Wild. Like it has a theme. And this game does have a theme with all the tracks that they chose, but it doesn't feel like you can't hear a song on there and be like, that's Rocket League. I mean, you could if you played it enough, <laughs> yeah. but if you're just a casual person or a bystander, you're like, that's just a electronic song, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's something to be said about recognizing soundtracks from games, and I think that is a strength to some of the games that are out there, and I think that is a weakness here. Now, that being said, it's not detrimental, and I do think the songs are good. Like, the main one for Rocket League yeah, it gets stuck in my head constantly, but like I said, I, I do think it's lacking with the soundtrack, official soundtrack. A counterpoint to that actually is that there is a main composer for the game whose name is Mike Alt A U L T. Uh, he has he goes by the artist name Hollywood Principal, and he actually has contributed several songs. I don't know how many. I I really don't know much about the soundtrack to be honest of this game, um, but he did contribute several tracks, and also I'm sure he did all the like the in between music, like the victory music and all that stuff. So I would say that it's kind of a blend of work that he and his collaborators have done, and then also tracks that I'm sure they sourced out like from people that they know or people that they have connections with in the industry. Yeah, um, I agree with you, though, about like it'd be sweet if there was one composer, kind of like what there is with, you know, like F-Zero, or just I just pulled that as another like high-speed game <laughs> sort of example. Yeah. But um, I think with the, with the music, though, in this game, you don't hear the music when you're actually playing the game, which surprises me. Um, I prefer it that way, but I'm surprised that there's no option to have music just going on in the background like, you know, every other game involving cars ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do think it gives off the... It it speaks very well to that modern-day aesthetic, you know what I mean? It complements it very well. I do think it does that. I, I just... Something about the soundtrack, it, it's like it's good, but I don't I don't feel Rocket League, right? I feel... I feel like, oh, I'm playing this cool, hip, new, modern game. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> feel like, if, if when I'm playing like uh, like Breath of the Wild or I'm playing like a Mario game, I know I'm listing off Nintendo games here, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like They have their 
soundtrack. Even Fallout, you know, feels like Fallout. This game, I don't feel Rocket League. And I I don't know how else to explain it, but it's kind of weird that way. Um, but yeah. Another thing is, the sounds really aren't anything to write home about, except for the various engine noises that you can have, or the various uh, boost sounds that you can have. Yeah, the uh, the boost sounds are one of the most amusing parts of the game, I think. I am pretty partial to one of the angelic ones. It's like, oh, but then there's also... <laughs> one, one of my favorites, though, is the uh, the grass cutter boost, or the lawnmower boost. Oh, where yeah. It goes like, and I just love doing that, and then, like, demolishing people, like, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. But uh, just little things like that can be really great. But um, the engine sound effects, I think, are a fairly recent addition. Um, yeah. And when I... When I saw that those were added, I was like, oh, this is something I was missing the whole time without realizing it. It was kind of a funny thought to have. Yeah, at least the customization of engine noises was a new addition, I'm quite sure. Because I think the engine sounds were always there. It's just now they're like, oh, hey, what if we let them customize their engine noises? Brilliant idea, for sure. Yeah, some of the arenas also have some unique sound effects to them, like the moon base, for example. They have like a commander or someone at a microphone or a loudspeaker who's like, like, oh, you gotta go, you know, like doing stuff like that. <laughs> um, they have a farm type of level. I only played it the one time, so I'm not too familiar with it, but it has like a little bluegrass yeah. jingle that plays. And fun little touches like that, too, to add character um, and yeah. places that, you know, that benefit from it. Yeah, for sure. I would agree overall, though, that like sound is not the strongest suit of this game. Sound effects or music, I would say. Yeah, it for sure. Um, I actually didn't like. I realized the whole like arena like announcer thing uh, pretty recently. Is that a recent change as well? Because I didn't notice that before, so I'm not sure. No, for for as long as those unique maps have been around, like Neo Tokyo and the the Moon Base and all that stuff, they've always had unique announcers, from what I can hmm. remember. Maybe I just didn't have like a super cool Astro gaming headset. Then this is the problem with games nowadays that change over time messes with your memory man yeah <laughs> for real yeah they when are they do this i don't know yeah they're, they're constantly changing so you don't know if like yeah yeah you're right that's a good point shit we'll have to look up the patch notes next time we do a modern game god damn it yeah ah <sighs> that's the worst <laughs> um but yeah uh i think this the audio for this i i'm just kind of i don't have much to say i just think it's very okay i i yeah. think it's <laughs> good but just okay you know what i mean it's not bad yeah i agree um i'm gonna go ahead and give my rating for it if that's okay no oh you can't (laughs) (laughs) go ahead i gave it an 80 which if you combined my visuals and audio together that gives me an 85 well i also gave audio an 80 Hmm. And if you combine my visuals with my audio, you get an aesthetics rating of 87.5. Ooh. Aesthetics. Ass. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to finish that. <laughs> I threw you. Oh, man. The mix-ups. But yeah, no, I think those are, I think we're on the pretty much the same point there. Um, so that'll move us right into content. Cone. Tent. Oh, I almost God. got you again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Dang it, you're leaving me hanging." Uh, so let's see. You can let's 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 see what you got for content. Yeah, let me drink some water first. Mm. I'm gonna edit that out, probably. Please listen to a uh, ad from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> um, content. So I would say that content is probably one of the, the defining factors of this game, along with the general gameplay. Um, a huge part of the game, as we've alluded to, is getting all of the unlockable customization options for your car, uh, which again includes the body of the car. There's so many to choose from. Uh, the wheels, the engine noises, the rocket trail, the little hat, you can wear flags, all this sort of stuff. And you generally will unlock one of those items per game that you win, I believe, or at least that's the way it used to work back when I played it in like 2015, 2016. Um, but of course there's also crates or like loot boxes that you can get then you have to have keys to unlock and you have to purchase those keys I believe um, there are also many different 
cars that you can only buy in the store that you can't unlock uh, just by playing. Uh, I was thinking that you could probably speak a little more to this part of the game because you are more familiar with that modern sort of like microtransaction-y sort of style than I am. Yeah. Um, so kind of uh, so specifically for this podcast, I kind of went out of my way to see how all of that works, right? Because I thought it was a very important thing for us to consider when rating this game. Of course. And when you when you think Rocket League, you instantly think you know content because you think about cosmetics, you think about doing different stuff for your car, you think about ranking up maybe or many different things. Um, so the way it works now, because previously, uh, at least when I started playing, it was you could get a sort of loot box that contains or a container that contains many different cosmetic upgrades or unlockables. And you have a key that would unlock one of those. Like, you, you use a key to unlock one of those in the box, right? And it'll pick a random one within that box, and you get that cosmetic, and then the box goes away. So as you play more and more, you can get these boxes and use keys to unlock them. Uh, typically, you'll get a box when you rank up. Each key costs about a dollar. So as you can probably gather, that got pretty expensive. Yeah. So with the rise in popularity of Fortnite style of the Battle Pass to where the game is free, but you can people like to purchase cosmetics in Fortnite. I mean, this is pretty well known. But Fortnite also had a thing called a Battle Pass, which allowed you to uh, unlock a lot of different cosmetics just by playing the game and doing different challenges and things like that. And so you got cosmetic upgrades and you could even upgrade the skins that you currently have in Fortnite. So Rocket League was like, hey, that's a good idea. They're making a lot of money off of that um, because people really enjoy that they can just pay for a pass to get all of the stuff. They're like, why don't we take up upon that? And so Rocket League, of course, came out with something called Rocket Pass, how this works basically is you pay $10 for premium. So you can you can actually unlock free cosmetic upgrades with Rocket Pass. Like you don't have to do anything. There's a tiered system. So every time you level up, you unlock a cosmetic upgrade. Um at least in premium level. On the free level, it's like every few tiers you unlock a a different cosmetic, but it's never anything substantial unless he gets like level 50. Um, but if you pay for premium, which is the more popular method, you pay $10 and every every tier or every level up that you get is a cosmetic upgrade or some sort of like maybe an, an experience boost. And so you use that and you can go all the way up to 70 and you can do that 70 times, which that that's a lot of Rocket League because they do it per <laughs> season. <laughs> so if you were to do this, like they, I think the development team or something like that estimated that you would have to put in a hundred hours per season to unlock all of the stuff in the rocket pass. So it's really cool in that you can, you can see what the rocket pass offers and you're like, I see that cosmetic. It's at level 47. You can say 47 baby. And then you can be like, all right, I got to level all the way up like 47 times to get, this thing that I want. So you can grind Rocket League and you'll feel really accomplished when you get that skin and other various skins along the way. There are some good skins once you start to really level up. So um, I thought that was a much better method because you're only paying $10 and you can potentially get a $70 value. Um, that being said, microtransactions like that are still kind of like, eh. Um, as long as the game is cheap and or free, I have no problem with this, right? If you're going to make the game cheat, but like allow people to, well, even then I, I pause, I hesitate on that because if they want to keep uh, content going, they have to pay for it somehow, right? So this is, I guess this is a good middle ground for it. Yeah. Um, but the cosmetics are definitely very worth it. And fun fact, a lot of the money they make from their con cosmetics goes right back into their esports league, which is very cool because I support anybody who supports esports because I think it's a very, very cool part of this day and age, and I'm glad it's a industry to be be a part of. 
How often would you have to pay for that Rocket Pass? Is it like once per year or is it just once per season? It's once per season. And that's the same way Fortnite works. You buy a pass per season and there's different cosmetics that come with each season. So in the next season is going to have all of these different cosmetics. And they may they make they may make it easier to get these cosmetics because that's a lot of time <laughs> to grind for something you really want in Rocket League. Um not saying that they shouldn't have to cuz that I like that part. It makes it fun. But it might be a little too much for someone to want let's say they wanted something every season like it would take them they would have to just sell their soul to Rocket League almost. And and that's what they want, but I think <laughs> I think cutting back a little bit would be good for them, but I think season 1 of the Rocket Pass ends in don't quote me on this November. I'm not sure, but it it, it lasts a couple of months, I think. Um so very similar to Fortnite. Are the cosmetics that you can get through the Rocket Pass the same as are if if you know the answer, are those the same cosmetics that you could normally just pay for individually in the store? Uh no, there's actually some there's a lot of new cosmetics, but there are some reused ones as well. I was watching a YouTube video uh over this. He was like going through each cosmetic. There's a lot of YouTube videos of people just going through each cosmetic in the Rocket Pass. So if you wanted to get everything in the game, which I can't even fathom because of the sheer amount of stuff, you would have to theoretically have a Rocket Pass and do all the shit for that and then also buy some things individually from the store. You would have to spend a lot of money, yeah. But I think that's kind of the beauty of it in an ironic way because... Everybody can be different, right? Everybody can have like a different cosmetic, and I think that's that's really cool. And, and all the combinations of the cosmetics. I don't know exactly how much money you'd have to spend to have all of the cosmetics. I don't know exactly how much there are, but I I do know it would go something along the lines of you can unlock the normal free because you you can. I don't think we've touched on this. You can get free cosmetics from the game, right? Just from the just buying the game at $20. We did mention that earlier, yeah. We did? Okay. Yeah, you can get free cosmetics and there are a lot of them. But you can un- unlock all of those and then the crate things that like I said, um you'd have to spend a dollar every time you obtain a crate and there's different crates full of stuff. So that's pretty crazy and then there's uh yeah, then there's the Rocket Pass stuff, which you'd have to spend an insane amount of hours playing for every season. So I I just don't see how it'd be obtainable. I'm sure there's cosmetics that have been phased out, never to be seen again, that someone has. Yeah, which is like part of the appeal in the first place, right? Like it encourages you to buy it now if it'll go away later. Yeah, I mean that that tactic's been working since the beginning of people buying things. <laughs> yeah, RuneScape or something like that. So I I do want to talk a little bit about my uh, old school-ish perspective on this. Because at first, like the idea of paying for stuff once you bought the game was like crazy to me. Like just such crazy talk. But then when I think about it a little more, or a little more critically at least, it's like it makes sense because the developers are continuing to make stuff that you can choose to buy or not to buy. Um, and as you were saying, the game itself is what, like $20 ish. It's kind of like roller coaster tycoon where, you know, you can charge a lot for the park and then have the rides be free or have the park be free and the rides cost money. (laughs) Right. But, but I think it makes sense now that I think about it a little less like crotchety perspective. You know, I was like, Oh, I don't want to play, pay money to get more shit. But like, yeah, you, you don't have to do it. No one's forcing you to buy the content. And again, the content's also cosmetic. It's not like you're yeah buying fundamental gameplay things. So I think it makes sense. Um, still kind of rubs me a wrong way just a little bit, but that's probably because I'm not used to it. Yeah, I think a lot of people share that perspective. There's a lot of people that just get really turned off by microtransactions, um, and I I can see that they're like, well, we didn't have to use do that for back in the day, but back in the day, you bought a finished game, and you there was nothing else to pay for ever. <laughs> right, right. But let's look at it. And a very here's a very good comparison. Let's look at Super Smash Bros. Melee. Obviously, there's a lot of content to Super Smash Bros. Melee, and it's a finished product, and you paid, in the, back in the day, probably $60 or $50. I don't remember. 
Now, several years later, let's be real, you kind of wish there was an updated version of Melee. Well, if there was a continuous development of that, at least for just a few years, the game would be more polished, there would be more content that they could just potentially add. It's just a different era that we're in, and people aren't used to it because we're so used to the initial era of video games where that was it because we didn't have the capability to add more. Right. Now you add the capability to add more, and they you could you could say, okay, this is a finished product, but that doesn't mean you can't add more. And if developers want to add more, they should, like, I mean, that, and people will buy it or pay for it or want to have more content for the game. I mean, more power to them. Uh, people were ecstatic about Breath of the Wild DLC. This is no different, except in the fact, the way that it works. I do really appreciate the fact that there's enough content in Rocket League for you to have fun and play for the $20 that you bought it for. Yeah. Like, you can get more cosmetics and things like that um, just by paying no extra money. Um, Fortnite, you could do the same thing. Um, But there is that option because the developers are so passionate about this game that they've created and they want it to be around for a long time. Not to mention it's a popular eSport and it's an officially sponsored eSport. So they're like, okay, we got to keep this game running. We got to keep it updated. We don't want, you know, like this game to age. You know, we want to keep this going. We want to have jobs, right? (laughs) They want to, because the gaming industry used to be so, I know I'm going on a tangent, but the gaming industry used to be so finicky because once you finished a game, that was it. Now we have the capability with these, with the internet to keep people with their jobs longer and just stay in the industry that they love or not like get laid off after a game's finished. So you have to kind of appreciate it from that aspect and you don't have to pay any more for this game. You won't fall behind like you already said. So I do think, I know I understand how it can make people uncomfortable, but I do think it's an era of video games that we just kind of have to embrace because it really is making it better. It's just really hard to see because we've never been through this. Yeah. I think the only part that I fundamentally have a problem with, and I think that EA has gotten a lot of shit for this, and uh, this is also illegal in some countries, I think, but whenever you... T- you might have to correct me on this because I've never like bought keys or unlocked crates in Rocket League or any other game for that matter. If you have a crate and you know that the crate contains something valuable but also contains other stuff, and then you spend a dollar on the key to open that crate, but you don't know which thing you're going to get, that is something that I have a problem with, a pretty big problem. Yeah, I think a lot of people had a problem with that. Um, and I, I definitely think it was a problem in Rocket League, but I think through the Rocket Pass, that is their step to address that. Yeah. That's one of the things they really mentioned when coming out with the Rocket Pass. So I don't know why they haven't phased out the old method. I'm not really sure. It is the first go-through of their uh, new Rocket Pass. And since the cosmetics don't offer any skill or whatever, it's not a huge detriment because you don't actually have to buy the whatever in the loot crate, right? Yeah. Like You can just get the Rocket Pass and be fine with that. So it'll be interesting to see where they go forward. I wish you could just buy anything that's in that loot crate. Yeah, I don't know. I've <laughs> I, I think I have like a reluctant sort of acceptance and understanding of the way that it works. But um, we've <laughs> yeah. definitely been talking about this for a very long time. And granted, this is a huge part of the game. Yeah. But it's not the only content in the game, despite what we might have you believe up until this point. Um, a bunch of other aspects of the content we've talked about already, like the different game modes that there are that you can use or that you can play to sort of spice things up a little bit. Um, There's a bunch of different arenas, a lot of which are the same functionally but different cosmetically, but some of them are different functionally as well with different uh, sizes of the arena or walls even, like some of them are kind of hexagonal like the moon base. Um, So you can get some variety in your gameplay there, which is something that uh, is a relatively recent addition to Rocket League and one that benefits it, I think. As we said, there's some one-player options. There's kind of a basic season where you go against AI and that kind of teaches you how to play the game. But there's also the customizable training things that you're talking about. I've never played with them, but I feel like I would really enjoy them. And it sounds like you did as well and you got a lot of uh, skill or skill practice 
out of some of those custom training options. Yeah, I, I urge anyone who has the game to go try those out. It'll definitely help you in your play for sure. Uh, you can go from basic to like advanced uh, competitive play stuff. So it's really cool. The one last comment I have on content, and, and I think you'll probably find this amusing, but I'm really glad that they didn't try to force some dumbass story into this. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Smash Brothers actually is a pretty decent parallel because in most Smash Brothers games, there's not really a story, like a true story with a plot and stuff. Um, Smash Brothers Brawl did that with their subspace emissary mode, and I think they actually did it pretty well. I enjoyed that mode, and uh, although the story wasn't like great, it was kind of interesting, and it brought back all the characters and tied them into to each other in different ways. But I'm really glad that Rocket League was like, hey, you know, this is a game that is what it is. Like, it is soccer, and we don't need to pretend that there's some sort of, like, <laughs> you know, like, in Pokemon, like, oh, everyone solves their problems by battling Pokemon. It's not like Rocket League, oh, you're, the world's going to end unless you win this car soccer match. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. And uh, that's something that I think would have taken away from the game, and I'm glad that they didn't include anything like that. Yeah, you're right. Um yeah, that would be very... Mario Kart doesn't need it, right? Mario Kart doesn't need like some storyline, and I don't think this game does either. There are a lot of games like that. Um, so I'm not going to count any points against it for not having a story. It's it's freaking rocket soccer. I think I'm giving it points for not having a story, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one thing, it kind of a weird comparison is how everyone wanted, because I guess there was a really good storyline for this game, Everyone wanted a storyline for Mario Tennis Aces, the one that recently came out for Switch. So they put one in there, and it's just so cheesy and doesn't make any sense. It's like, <laughs> you know, like somebody gets possessed by an evil racket. Like, that's just so oh silly. My God. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm glad there's not like an evil car like running around just like, oh, 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 oh and you got to beat the boss. Okay, but to be fair, though, what would you give... How much money would you pay to unlock that evil car and then drive it? Like that would be kind of sick. <laughs> yeah, it has like this like glowing aura. Auras might be really cool for a cosmetic upgrade. Yeah. Um, but that wraps up my thoughts on the content. What about you? The contents. Um, I had forgotten completely about the one player mode until you mentioned it, which maybe speak to its significance, but. Uh, <laughs> I played it when I was first trying to learn the game. It was really fun to play that with my friends and kind of like win against the AI on the hardest difficulty. So it was really fun to like go through a whole season and win the championship. I love that about sports games, and this is kind of a sports game. Um, I'm really into sports games because of that reason. So I really like season modes like that, so I'm glad they had one. Yeah. It definitely serves its purpose as kind of a learning tool. For sure, for sure. And the, and the AI is really challenging as well. Like, it's no joke. Especially on the hardest level, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, that does it about me for... Or does... Yeah, that does it for me on content. (laughs) (laughs) That does about it for me. (laughs) We've had a lot of fumblings over words. We have. This episode. I will edit out most of them, except for yours. Okay, cool. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, cool. Um, I'm just... I'm just gonna go ahead and throw out my uh, content rating. How's that, man? Do it. All right. I gave it a hot, fresh, fat, cold, slim, <laughs> ninety, slim, <laughs> ninety. Nice. Yeah. Mine's not far behind. Mine is an eighty-five. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty pretty similar. So, cab dog. Yeah. What's your overall rating for this game here? My overall rating. You you would be happy to know my overall rating. You want to know why? Is it a nice round number? It's a very nice round Ooh, number. Oh, I can't wait. What is, it? what is it? Tell me. It's 86. Yes! Yes! Yes, Quinn. <laughs> so what did you get yours? Mine is an 87.5. Oh, shit. We got really similar ratings. Yeah, after, after that interesting uh, discrepancy in the gameplay as well, we managed to even it out after that. It's kind of amazing. We still come back to the same... Same kind of general thought. Yeah, um, you know, it's kind of like our friendship. No matter how far away we live from each other, no matter how far we wander, we always just find home <laughs> in each other. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Peter. It's truly beautiful. I'm blushing. <laughs> blushing. But cool, man. Uh, that actually, I think that's a very solid rating for this game. It's not like the best game in the world, but it's it's a pretty good game. 
So I think like a around a 86, 87 is a perfect rating for this game. I'm very happy that we could come to that kind of rating. Yeah. So I've done some number crunching off the air, kind of snuck it in there with uh, the power of editing uh, to give you guys the actual final rating for this game and also where it stands on the rankings. Uh, this is something we're going to do so we don't have to tell you guys to look up the ratings later, although you still can at your trusty tinyurl.com slash IG ratings. But uh, Kev, what was your overall rating again? My overall rating was an 86. 86, and mine was an 87.5, which means that the overall IG score for Rocket League is an 86.8. And looking at the rankings, it ranks number 9 out of 12. Hey, that's not bad. Uh, We've rated some pretty good games, uh, and an 86.8, for that being number 9, I mean, I think we've <laughs> rated some pretty boss-ass games, if you ask me. So Yeah, 9 out of 12 doesn't sound good, but the lowest score of any of these is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with an 83-ish. So yeah, these are all. this is fairly stiff competition. And uh, I, all that being said, I think we both enjoy Rocket League a lot for what it is. Uh, it's not the, yeah. not the ultimate be-all, end-all video game, but it is popular <laughs> for a reason, because it's pretty fun. <laughs> Do you think we have like one IG fan out there that's like super mad at us that it's not like a 98? Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I would I would wager I against so. that. Not not yeah. a slight against the game, but I think people realize that it is what it is. Um, yeah. It's no Super Mario World, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Although actually on that note, um Kevin and I do plan on revisiting some of our ratings from season 1. Um mostly Mostly me because I used to rate with a much coarser rating scale that uh, yeah. wasn't the most accurate thing ever. And that was my own choice, but uh, I learned through Kevin telling me otherwise that it wasn't the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we're probably going to do like a little mini episode sometime soon where we go back and revise a couple of these. Uh, well, it shouldn't be anything too major, but it might shake up their rankings a little bit. Um, but yeah. we will keep you all apprised of that because you want to be integrous and. Right. Do what the people need. Right. Other than that, though, Kev, I think we're ready to wrap this baby up. What do you think? Dude, I completely agree. I feel really good about this episode. Um, I definitely appreciate all the new fans we've been getting in, too. Um, season 2 was off to a great start with Link to the Past. Um, so all of you new IG fans, uh, welcome. We are glad you're here. We are glad you are listening to our podcast. Um yeah, I can't say it enough. Shoutouts to Secret Levels Podcast. Now, who are they, Kev? They are a podcast from very close to your to your homie K Slugs um, in Texas. They rate video games too. They rate retro video games. Um, I've listened to a few of their podcasts. We're very recent. Uh, we've come in contact with each other very recently. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've really enjoyed what I've heard so far. Uh, I think their latest episode was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Actually, I learned there's two versions: Mike Tyson's Punch Out and just regular Punch Out. And I could only learn that through the Secret Levels podcast. So um, <laughs> nowhere else, nowhere, <laughs> nowhere else. So yeah, be sure to give them a listen. Uh, I think we have a. If you want to listen to a really cool promo by your boys, I think they're playing uh, that promo on their. What will likely be the most recent episode after our episode comes out. So go check that out for sure. They're really cool. Yeah. It's always fun to make new friends in the podcasting world. Uh, we did that with the Yeasty Boys. Uh, shout outs to them as well. You probably know who they are if you've listened to more than one of our episodes. But uh, they're taking a little break actually because uh, our friend Jason is on a honeymoon, I believe, because he just got married. So yeah. uh, props to him. But in the meantime, yeah, congrats, can- man. Yeah, congrats, Jason. Uh, hope that you and Natalie, I believe your wife's name is, I hope you guys have the the best honeymoon ever. Except for mine. Mine will hopefully be better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Soon, TM. Yeah. <laughs> you can find us pretty much anywhere. We're pretty active on Twitter. Uh, we also have a Facebook. Uh, I'll post new episodes there. But Twitter, we're really active. And we, we look for a lot of your feedback, too. So pop us a review and... Uh, uh, Podcast. It's not called iTunes. I almost said iTunes. But pop us a review in a pod, Apple Podcast if you have it, or really anywhere else. We'd love to hear some feedback from you guys. Give us a rating. Um, we really like. We really enjoy hearing from you guys. And any emails you want to send us, send it to the Interstate Gamers 
at gmail.com. One last thing, uh, speaking of reviews on Apple Podcasts, didn't we recently become an official five-star podcast? Oh, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that never goes down, but you know, as we get more popular, we're going to get more hated, so we welcome you with open arms. You know, similar to my Super Mario World situation, I have a feeling we're not actually a perfect podcast, so if you guys want to throw us some four stars and just be real with us, tell us how we can improve, uh, as Kevin said. <laughs> we're definitely open yeah. to feedback, and uh, yeah, anything you say is much appreciated. So uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys, hopefully. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. One more plug for our ratings at uh, tinyurl.com slash igratings. As always, you'll find an updated spreadsheet there for your pleasure. One last thing I want to say is we have a lot more content coming out very soon, not just uh, podcast-wise, but like uh, just keep a, keep an eye out on the Twitter or keep listening to our podcast because we'll definitely let you know. But we've got some things in store for you guys. Yeah, that's true. You know, we're, we're a multimedia empire coming up soon. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, but until then, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. Catch you on the flip side. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> See you.